0: Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. For Inside Carolina, this is Taylor Vipliss, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow Tar Heel letterman and current radio analyst for the Heels, Deems May. Deems, UNC suffered a tough loss Thursday night against Pittsburgh. What were your thoughts on UNC's game against Pitt, and what were your overall takeaways?
1: First, from just an, an overall view, again, we just we just looked tired, tired and dead legged up front on D. Um, a guy that doesn't run that well with a quarterback just they, he kept extending plays. Just, just kind of a, a, a same thing that maybe happened at Virginia. Just we're just we're just gassed right now, and and even with the bye week, uh, it didn't look like we had any any more legs up front. On the flip side um thought you know we we i think we scored enough points you know you hate to you know you just go back and look at everything and it's kind of it's just you know you, you're kind of going over the same old story again you know you you can't keep relying on 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 a quarterback you know to to bail you out a true freshman i thought we ran the ball okay um you know there's been talk about red zone struggles i, I don't think we blocked as well up front sam's continuing to get hit i just um I didn't think we were as, as good as we needed to be up front and 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 again, even with all that being said and being on the road in a in a, you know in a tough environment with a better crowd than I thought, uh, we still had a chance we had' them, you know third and fourteen um in overtime, and the rest once again missed something right out in the open uh that would have best case would have been a strip sack you know when we'd had the ball you know with a chance to kick a field goal to win it and at worst case is, is third and 29 and they somehow missed a, a face mask hold on the outside and I understand inside you know center guard area you're not going to make them all but right out there in the open the guy reaches out and grabs his face mask and and he was a step and a half Ross was a step and a half from from the quarterback with that if you don't have that then then he hits the quarterback and who knows what happens but uh it is what it is. Again, we're fighting the refs, and I think everybody in ACC is. And, and I don't know. I don't know really the the remedy for that. I know John Swafford, the ACC commissioner, was hired. You know, when I was at Carolina by Coach Brown, and Coach Brown has probably a soft spot, but Bubba, or somebody has to has to address this because uh, they're they're just missing way too many on us, and and we've talked at it ad nauseum year in and year out. It gets no better week in and week out. And now we have to go to NC State, where we will not get a call to get to a bowl game. So yeah, I mean, I, I love Coach Brown's in, in his interviews talking about the future and how we're recruiting and all this, but this isn't fair to these seniors and all these guys have been doing hard, have been working really hard to have to battle the refs week in and week out on just blatant, obvious missed calls. And it goes on both sides. They missed some stuff that went in our favor. They're just they're just horrible, and they get worse every week.
0: Before we take a deep dive into some of the struggles that you touched on for North Carolina, I think a player that deserves a ton of praise, Antonio Williams, between you know injuries he's suffered this season and just a lack of carries behind Javante Williams and behind Michael Carter, he's had a great attitude this year and he's been a positive in that locker room. And then when his opportunity came on Thursday, he made the most of it, 107 yards on 8.9 yards per carry. What were your thoughts on Antonio Williams?
1: Yeah, just the consummate team player. I mean, if you if you follow him on Twitter, if you follow him a lot of people do and he's always positive. Um I, I know he committed to his went to Ohio State, kind of saw the light, and came back, and it's just been the consummate teammate. A great leader. Um I I mean, just a great special teams player. Uh I, I tell you, he's got a shot. You know, you have three really good running backs, and if you can if you can play special teams like he's played special teams, He's going to have a shot at the NFL, and I wish him nothing but the best. But just what a great story. A North Carolina kid comes back home, and uh, Coach Brown comes back, and, and you can tell you know how much respect they have for each other. But, but when you're not getting the carries and you know you want to be in there and you're making up for it on special teams, uh, there's no question about your character or your leadership, and, and he has been just, he has just been great all year.
0: Okay, now let's get into the struggles that this North Carolina team has had. One area, like you mentioned, has been in the red zone. North Carolina's touchdown rate is just 48%, which is 113th out of only 130 teams. And they only have four rushing touchdowns on the year, which is 129th out of 130 teams. What do you think is the reason behind those struggles when North Carolina is getting closer? They just can't punch it in, especially on the ground
1: yeah just you know when obviously when the field shrinks i mean those linebackers are tighter dbs are tighter um you know the the windows are tighter for the quarterback i mean we're still we, you can't forget we got a freshman quarterback you got you got run pass options in there but but it comes down to uh, you know different type offenses for different type of situations I, I think that but you got to win some battles up front and and You've got to be able to rush your ball. You got to have more than four touchdowns in in the red zone to have a good year, and you got to have, uh, you, you know, you you've got to get nasty when you get down there. It, it gets tight. Windows are tight. Running lanes are tight. You got to hold on to the ball. You got to hit hit the hit the hit the running seams harder. But our guys have got to come off the ball. We've got to probably look to putting the tight a couple of double tights in there a little bit. Maybe a fullback. There's some things that you have to do. To take the pressure off a freshman quarterback on on third and three or, or fourth and one in overtime or fourth and four, and 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 I'm just I'm just an old school. We got to be able to run downhill some. And and right now we're just not. We haven't been. I don't know if we're deep enough up front, tough up up front or what. But I think our line has kind of. Uh, they've been up and down all year. Uh, and but you can't be high. You got to be low. It's tough cooking down there. I mean, there's both there's good players, on both sides of the ball. And and I think Pitt was really good up front. I think Virginia was just really solid up front as far as how, how they just their gap contains Duke was decent. You know, I mean, there are just some good teams that we played this year. Uh, South Carolina had a great up front, you know, they're, they're just Clemson. There's just teams that it's been a tough schedule and, and our offensive lines had some injuries. Um, we started a guy at center that, that hadn't played a whole lot of center. We struggled at left guard. There's just there's all kinds of reasons, Taylor, when you look at red zones. But the main thing, I think, is is it's just the windows are shorter. The running lanes are tighter. There's more people in the box. And and we just haven't had the success that we need. And, and it starts up front of, of moving people off the ball and not getting blown backwards.
0: Yeah, when people see that red zone touchdown rate, their first instinct has been to blame the offensive coordinator. But I don't think it's something on Phil Longo because a couple of plays he drew up, uh, Carl Tucker trips crossing the red zone and Sam Howell would have had him for an easy pop pass touchdown. Uh, The the play that ended the game, Daz Newsome was wide across going across the field. Uh, Just Sam Howell just didn't have enough time from an offensive perspective to get rid of the ball. So I I think this isn't something you could be really blaming Phil Longo. I'm sure if if he really wanted to, if he had the talent and the physicality from this North Carolina team, he would love to just be able to run the ball down down teams throats, but just just the way this North Carolina team is currently constructed, they're going to have red zone struggles because right they're trying to hit you for big plays.
1: Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. We we knew we were thin on on both sides of the ball up front. We didn't recruit well the last 3 to 4 years up front on either side of the ball. Um our guys have gotten better, but but I mean even even, you know, defensively we we we've touched on it some every weekend we they're they're dead. They they've got nothing left in their legs, and I don't know if it's going to come back, you know, this year. I j- I just don't know how you can do it. Um offensively, we've had some injuries and we struggled at different positions and we've had some guys that have had good years and we've had some guys that, quite frankly, haven't had good years. So a lot of that red zone stuff is is talent. A lot of giving up these, you know, some some big third downs and and, and fourth downs to, to the other team is is just dead legs up front and not enough depth. And, and we've talked about that enough and we'll be able to recruit our way out of it. But we've got to be able to we, we've got to we'll, we'll recruit our way out of it. It may be a year or two. But but we've got to be able to recruit our way out of it for 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 reasons of of what we just talked about, and also to overcome very poor officiating because we'll have enough talent to overcome these bad calls that we've had uh, week in and week out from refs if if they choose if the ACC chooses to do nothing about it.
0: While UNC only has four rushing touchdowns on the year, the opposite side of that, the trio of Deami Brown, Daz Newsome, and Bo Corralis have 22 receiving touchdowns. Which among Power Five trios only trails Alabama and LSU, so two pretty good teams. I think that Sam Howell has really elevated the receivers' play this year, and it's a situation where UNC they have issues, of course, but the between the quarterback and his receivers, it's a good building block for the future of this team. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, and no doubt about it. And and once we get once we get a, a little bit better up front. Uh, and give him another half second, I mean, it's going to be even better. Uh, Get the tight end a little little bit more involved. Again, it it all starts up front. And and Sam's been under a tremendous amount of pressure, and and we've asked him to do a lot, and and he's responded 99% of the time. And there's just been some plays, you know, where he's held it on a little long, and and people can't get mad about that. That's a freshman who who could hold it all day long in high school and, and make the kind of plays he's made here, but you just can't do it on this level. It's a great learning experience, but... But but we got to give him some time. He's been hit a bunch up front, and 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 it's just tough to to keep taking those hits. And and we keep asking more from him. So, um, but overall, yeah, these guys have made plays. They've been inconsistent at times, and we've talked about that. But overall, man, just explosive on, on the outside for for lining and 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 the offense.
0: All right, I just wanted to take a quick break to remind everyone about Johnny T-shirt. Family and alumni owned and operated, they are your go-to shop for all things Carolina apparel. If you're going to Chapel Hill this weekend for UNC's last home football game, you could stop on by Johnny T-Shirt right on Franklin Street. With the winter weather coming, now is the perfect time to stock up on your Carolina hoodies or jackets, and there isn't a better place to get it all than Johnny T-Shirt. If you can't make it to Chapel Hill, you could visit them online at johnnytshirt.com. And don't forget, Inside Carolina, premium subscribers save 10% off their orders. Okay, let's get back to Deems. Like you had mentioned, UNC's defense has struggled giving up an average of over 500 yards the past two games where against UVA and Pitt, Carolina's defense has made two pretty average quarterbacks look you know, out of this world, superhuman performances. Between teams having more film on Jay Bateman's schematics and a lack of just talent and depth on the the defensive side of the ball, how worrying would you say this is for Carolina, not for this weekend per se, because I don't think they should have any struggles against Mercer, but looking ahead to NC State and perhaps if they get to a bowl game?
1: Yeah, I'm not worried about Mercer. If we can't beat them, we don't deserve a bowl game. And I'm not worried about the bowl game either because that'll be just a fun time to go no matter where if we were able to beat State. But we're going to struggle against State. They're good up front. Um, they've got more depth than we do. And, and it's, they're going to play well. And, and and we know that. And and we're going to be going over there. It's going to be wild. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that, that you can look at – go back and look at the first part of the year, how well our defense is. Anybody questions uh, Jay Bateman, then they're crazy. They don't know football. But we're we're dead. Our legs are dead. We've get we're getting no push. The first thing you kinda notice if you look at any tape is our first move up front on the front four or front three is straight up and that's just tired legs. And even a guy like Chas Surratt, who has made so many great plays and is the MVP on the defense, his legs are dead. And we're asking we're asking Gimel to cover down the middle. We're just we're just dead. And and if anybody disagrees with that, then they don't know football. We've got dead legs and we don't have any depth. So It'll be, it's going to be a struggle over over in Riley to get to bowl eligible, and they've got more depth than we do up front. But we've got a better quarterback, and and we're better on the outside. So, uh, if anybody thinks we're going to go over there and blow them out, they don't know football at all. We were we won two games last year, and they won nine, and and we took them to overtime. So, I uh, you just throw everything out over there. But if we don't get any more pop from our up front on defense, and if we if we continue to be as dead legged we are. Then, then we're going to be home for, for Christmas.
0: With the high snap counts, we know how physically demanding this season has been, but North Carolina has now lost six of their past seven games decided by one score or less. How emotionally taxing is that for a locker room where you know, you're right there, but you're falling just short week in and week out, it seems?
1: Yeah, and I don't know how it is in the locker room, but it's tough for a 50-year-old former player, you know, that's already got a lot of gray hair. This, this, this season has taken at least 10 years off my life watching it. And you just, given the, the trials and the tribulations we've had over the last few years, you just, you don't have a positive, you know, outset when when you see these things happening. You just think negatively, and you hope that that doesn't creep in on on what on what the heels have accomplished this year. Because again, I love how Coach Brown has been been so positive and. He hasn't been really looking back at the games before, but talking about the building and we all know that the future's so bright and it starts with, with building depth. And we're doing that on the recruiting trail, but you just got to hope these seniors keep it together. You got to hope that, that these kids say, you know what, we want to give these, these underclassmen, we want to give these seniors a way to come out. We're going to go out and fight and we're going to have a positive attitude and one of these days a referee's not going to determine the outcome of the game and, and we're going to win a game that, that maybe we shouldn't or we're going to win a game that the refs have nothing to do with and, and we'll be able to get in, get into the end zone and, and celebrate a bowl game. But right now um, you gotta, You got to wonder how, how tough it is on, on some of these guys, with, with, again, with these losses that, that have piled up in, in the last few minutes of the game.
0: All right, let's take one last quick break for a word from our sponsors
1: Subscribe to Point 4, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.
0: Okay, we're back. Defensive back Trey Morrison, who missed the Pittsburgh game, and running back Javante Williams, who left the game early against Pittsburgh. Mac Brown in his press conference said that both of those guys are expected to be back this weekend against Mercer. If you were the staff, how would you handle this game coming up? Would you consider letting them rest an additional week, or would you want to see how far they can kind of push themselves in the Mercer game?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I'd rather rest our defensive linemen um, more more than anybody else. I, our, our defensive linemen and linebackers. Trey's been out a lot, you know, and and I think his legs are fresh. I would I would rather I'd rather rest our front six or seven on on B. And um, I mean, I'm not saying Taylor from the beginning, but get him out as soon as possible. Um, I would get Sam out as soon as possible. Uh, they're, they're, with our running backs, I mean. Let's face it, we can't run the ball down these guys' throat. We're not. We're, we're doomed anyway against NC State. So don't go in there and take them light, but but go in there and, and, and realize who they are and put it on them and put it on them fast and, and get this thing over with midway through the second quarter and get everybody out that's got dead legs. That's how I would handle it.
0: This will be a good game to see how it's managed because if Carolina needs – you know, any of their big players playing over, you know, 70% of the snaps, they're in trouble regardless, like you mentioned. But Mercer at North Carolina 3.30 p.m. on Saturday. Carolina needs to win out to get to a bowl game. Deems, good talking with you, and we'll catch up next week. Okay, man, thanks. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by t-shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.